Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. Excuse me, that's not Psalm 141, I'm reading Psalm 143. Psalm 141, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness. Let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord, and thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid before me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your guidance and your love and your direction in our lives. And Lord, I just pray at this time, Lord, as I bring forth your word, I pray it would be a blessing to our hearts and lives that we would take these truths that you show us in this psalm and that we would apply it to our lives. Again, Lord, we need you each and every hour. We need your direction. We need your guidance. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to see that and help us to place our trust in you in all that we do. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We need God's protection. And in this psalm, we can see that we can pray for certain areas in which God to protect us. In this psalm, David's desire was a protection from himself and protection from others without. He, got, he desired that God would work in his life. And I'll get right into the message that the Bible says in Psalm 141, Verse 1, a psalm of David, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. The beginning of David's prayer for protection for God working in his life, David's cry first and foremost, he desires that his prayer would take priority. David was in a circumstance where he was near death's door. In verse 7 it says, our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. David was in a desperate situation. He was short on time. And we will face circumstances and events in our lives where we can't wait a few weeks or a few years for the answer. We need the Lord to work then and there. And in this passage of scripture, David teaches us a very important lesson. It doesn't matter how short you are in time or what is it you're facing, you can ask the Lord to intercede on your behalf. He's waiting, and he's willing to work in your life. The Bible says in Psalm 69, verse 18, Draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of mine enemies. David's desire is that God would answer his prayer ASAP, as soon as possible. 
I don't know what you're going through in life or what events you're facing or what the next moment holds for you, but I do know this, that in a time of need, God is more than willing to help you. He can answer you right away. The time for the problem, it may be a short period of time, but God is willing to help you face it. We will face moments of crisis in our lives, unexpected, out of the blue, not ordinary. But when those times come, when we're faced with those difficulties, we can run to the Lord right away. We can ask for his help right away in everything. It doesn't matter where we're at, we're able to go to the Lord for help. The Bible says the following in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we can call unto God. We can rest upon him to deliver us, to help us in the time of need. When the time is short, we're able to run to our Lord to help us. The Bible says the following in James chapter 5, 13 and following. Is any among you afflicted? The Bible says, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. God calls for us to pray when we are in a need. When we're in that time in our life where we don't know what to do and the time is limited, God says, go to him in prayer. David's desire was for God to answer him right away. Not only did David desire that his prayer would take priority but his desire was that his prayer would be pleasing psalm 141 verse 2 let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice he desires that his prayer is pleasing to god may god take pleasure in our prayers they should be pleasing to him like the evening sacrifice. They should not be something that we take for granted or treat inappropriately. They should be treated as what they are. It is something we bring before a most holy God. A most holy God who is willing and waiting to hear us, but we must have respect unto who it is we are going to. Sometimes prayer becomes just another door for us to fill our desires in one's life. Instead of seeking the will of the Lord and asking God's will to be done, we're seeking for our own will. We're seeking for our own wants. And it takes a balance, and that balance is found in understanding when we're asking for things amiss and when we're asking just for God to be helping our lives and God's blessing upon our lives. There is a difference. There is a difference between being selfish and just asking God to intervene and help us and it be a blessing to our lives. 
The Bible says in the book of James, chapter 4, 1 and following, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your own lusts, that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Our prayer should be that of praise. Our prayer should that of be that of respect, understanding who it is that we're asking. God teaches us that we can pray anytime for anything, but we must remember why we are praying. God is pleased when we come to him in humility, understanding who he is and what he has done for us and what he can do for us. Out of prayer respect, seeking to give him glory in our prayers, understanding that when we go to him, it's not just so we can escape from our difficulty, but it's so that we can praise him for what he will do. We know that he will answer, not only will he answer, but we'll praise him for what he will do in response to his answers. And that's what we need to remember. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we go to God in prayer and he answers, but yet we forget to praise him. It's like the ten lepers that are healed and the one comes back to praise the Lord. Sometimes in our prayers we see God answer them and we know that he's willing to answer them, but we forget who it is that we're serving and the praise that he deserves. And David's desire was simply this, that the Lord would be pleased with his prayer. That it would not be something he was just doing out of his desire for himself, but it would be something that he was doing out of desire to please the Lord. The Bible says we ought to seek to give God the glory. The Bible says I'm following 1 John 5, 13 and following, these things have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the, petition, the petitions that we desired of him. David's desire is that his prayer was pleasant and that it was seeking God's will in his life. David's desire was just to see the will of God done. He wanted God to be pleased. Not only do we see that David desired a quick response, he desired that his prayer would be pleasing, but David also, in his prayer, desired for God's protection. Psalm 141, verse 3 and following Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness. Let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer shall also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. He desires to be protected from his own person. Letter A, this is shown in his prayer for his heart. David desired that God would protect him from saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. And we all need to ask God to help us with that. 
We're quick to speak. We're quick to say things without thinking in our human nature. If any man to offend not, the same within word, the Bible says the same is a perfect man. The Bible says the following in the book of James. Turn there if you would. The book of James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And we'll begin reading in verse 1. James chapter 3 and verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members. That defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. Every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. David desired that God would protect him from his own deadly poison, from his own mouth saying things he should not. He desired to do that which was right. We are all guilty of saying the wrong things from time to time because we're all guilty of following our own sinful nature from time to time as Christians. We need to ask God to give us the right words to say and the words to speak as we ought to. No one says something they don't want to, but they may regret what they did say. We all say what comes from within or the heart of man. We, we say what is on our mind. That's what happens. We get into arguments. We get into disputations. Before we know it, something comes out and we regret it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, 33 and following, it says, either make the tree good, the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Our heart is shown by our mouth, our lips. And David's desire was God would help him in his heart by protecting him. David knew that he was prone to do evil and that evil was prone to come from within. The desire even to follow the world in their ways, not to be tempted with their dainties, not to be tempted to live like those around him. David's desire to God was to pray for his protection. David knew his speech and actions came from his heart and he needed God's help. And that's why letter B, this is shown in his prayer for rebuke. David understand the importance of having someone tell them what they need to hear. David says in verse 5, let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. David is saying, Lord, give me good friends. 
give me people willing to tell me what I need to hear. Nathan, the prophet, was probably what David was thinking of at the time he was corrected for his sin with Bathsheba and what he had done there. And David understood the importance of having friends. And friends are not people who tell you what you want to hear. Good godly friends are people who tell you what you need to hear. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, 5 and 6, open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. We all need the person in our lives who loves us and loves us enough to tell us when we're wrong. We need to pray that God would bring across people in our lives that would not just tell us what we want to hear, but they'll tell us what we need to hear. Who are willing to say to us, thus saith the Lord. Who are willing to tell us when we are in the wrong. There are many other verses I could give to you in the regard to this, but the truth is we need to understand the importance of godly friendship. We need to understand the importance of God's protection in our lives and asking him to help us not to do the wrong things or say the wrong things and these things go together and David understood it took more than just prayer it took godly friends in order to help him in that aspect in his life the Bible says in the book of Hebrews I'll read the book of Hebrews chapter 3 Verse 12 and following says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. This is dealing with sin in our lives. We, we need to be rebuked. We need to be exhorted daily, lest we be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and following, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not the forsaking of the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We gather together so that we can stay together. We gather together to meet our brothers and sisters of Christ, not only for the fellowship, but for the exhortation to keep on serving the Lord, to keep on doing what we need to do. We need that, and God knows that we need that. And David prayed that God would give him that person that would help him in that area in his life. Not only did David pray for protection from himself, David prayed to be protected from other people. Psalm 141, 7 and following says, Our bones are scattered at the gray's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. David's prayer, his desire was protected from other people. David is at a point of death in his life. His destruction, his destruction is imminent. Death is facing him at the door. Of course, David is facing a physical battle and a physical foe. But we can take this and apply this to our lives in the spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. 
and we need God's protection in the battle. We need God to be there to help us in that fight we all have to face as Christians. Bible says the following, 1 chapter, Peter chapter 5, 6 and following. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our battle below is not with the physical, it's with the spiritual. We, we look in the world around us and we say, well, all these people, they're, they're against us, which is true. But we have to remember who it is that leads them. Who it is that blinded the mind of them that believe not, lest they should see the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. The world does the wrong things and the world wants you to do the wrong things with them because they're following their father. Those without Christ, their father is the devil. And those who have known Christ, their father is God. And so in this world, as we face this battle in which we all have to face, we have to remember his, who it is we serve. And ask him to help us in the battle below. We need his protection. We need his direction. And all these things, David's prayer for protection, his prayer was that it took priority. His prayer was that God would deal with it right away, and he also was praying that it was pleasing to God. He prayed for God's protection from himself, his own wicked heart. And he prayed that God would protect him from the foe from without, the enemy that surrounded him. But the only way that this could happen, the only way that these things could come to pass, as David understood this one important thing we all need to understand, his prayer rests on God's power. His prayer rests in the Lord. David knew there's no way I can live the right life. There's no way I can face the enemy without in my own strength. I need God's power. Psalm 141 verse 8, But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord, and thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. David understood one important variable that makes a difference in any prayer, and that is God. Empty prayers are just that empty, but prayer when it's brought before a Heavenly Father, prayer that is brought to an Almighty God, is a prayer with power. And that power rests in our God, rests in the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, 18 and following, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. The power was not found within them. It was found in Jesus. He said, all power is given unto me. Go ye therefore. All power is given unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us the tools we need in order to live the life that we ought to as Christians. And we simply need to go to him in prayer, asking for his help. The desire for us to have our prayers answered speedily is not wrong. 
and desire we ought to desire to please him in our prayer should be our desire to please God in what we pray. From this passage, we learn to pray for what is needed. That's his protection, his guidance, his direction. And the only way that's going to happen is if we take that time to pray for his protection. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your guidance.